0: Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we had continued and are continuing to look at Paul giving thanks in his prayers for the saints at the different churches, Ephesus or Colossians or wherever it was at that he was uh, writing to. And uh, he talked about every time that he remembered and every time that he was making prayer he would make mention of them thanking God for them. Well, today we're going to be looking in the book of Matthew, uh, excuse me, in the book of Luke chapter 17 starting with verse 11 onward and maybe this week we'll be able to have an opportunity to look at not just Paul but also look at Jesus all the times that he would get up Or he would just simply give thanks for what it was that he was doing. He would give thanks ahead of time uh, for the father hearing him. Whether it was at the uh, tomb where Lazarus was uh, buried and and was at. Or whether it was multiplying the fishes and the loaves. Or whether it was thanking God for the revelations that he would... uh, allow the people to receive and the, the word and the teaching to hear. There was always a thanksgiving. It was an attitude of his life to give thanks. And worship is an attitude of our heart on a daily basis to honor God. When you look at many of the types and patterns that are found in the scripture, you begin to find things that are detailed that God outlines for us to follow. And some of those things are very specific and detailed concerning as to what and the how and the where and the who and the why of what was done. In the book of Luke, in chapter 17, starting with verse 11, uh, up until the end of the story, we have the story of 10 men that were leprous. Now, we have to understand the significance behind this. Leprosy in the Bible was represented in the Old Testament as uh, a disease that covered the entire body. Usually, it was incurable. It had no remedy whatsoever. And uh, everything that the leopard came into contact with was considered unclean also. Well, the representation of leprosy is the equivalent of the representation of sin, the sin nature and a sinful life and its effects on 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 people. And a leprous people was uh separated, they were separate from the rest of the regular community. They had to have a community themselves where they all lived together. And uh because they were leprous, they, they were not able to partake in any, anything that was uh, of religious uh, ceremony as far as like those that went and offered uh, at the temple their sacrifices or they were not able to partake of uh, the normal life of a family and and so many things that, that are represented in, in leprosy. Well, when you look at leprosy, as a spiritual uh, effect, let's call it sin, in the life of a person, then that leprosy also affects the, uh, I'm going to call it that lifestyle or the, the, the way of, of, of leprosy in, in a person's life. We, we can consider it sin. We can consider it that sinful nature. And it needs to be dealt with. The only way it can be dealt with is there has to be shedding of blood so that there can be forgiveness and remission for all sins. Well, when we read this story, we, we get some uh, golden nuggets out of it when it comes to thanksgiving. There is an effect that makes the story separate and divided into two parts as to what one leper did and what the other nine did and what happened to all ten of them. Let's look at the story. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Then we're going to look at some of these fine points. It says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village... There met him ten men that were leopards, which stood afar off, which that was basically the, the law and the custom that they could not mingle with the rest of the people. They could not be, uh, we could simply put it, a uh, part of the family of God uh, in, in a sense because of their leprous nature or sinful nature in the sinner today. There has to be repentance. There has to be a return to God. There has to be a, 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 a renewal of being born again and all of these things. Well, as we look at the story, it says, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were leopards and stood afar off. And usually they would cry out and lift up their voices, uh, leprosy or leopards, leopards, so that the people wouldn't come near them. And uh, very possibly, you know, they, they covered themselves because of the effects of the physical uh, disease eating the flesh uh, upon their bodies. So they're afar off, they're standing, and they lift up their voices, all 10 of them together, and said, Jesus, Master, Have mercy on us. Now, you're going to listen and hear in the scripture, especially in the New Testament, where many individuals, whether it was the blind man uh, from Bartimaeus, uh, or whether it was the ten leopards, where they would say, have mercy on us, son of David, or have mercy on us. And we find that mercy was also associated with being healed and with being cured or being delivered or being helped by the Lord. It says in verse number 14 and when he saw when he saw them he said unto them go show yourselves unto the priest and it came to pass that as they went they were cleansed and and when we talk about cleansing it was a ceremonial thing that was uh done or or they were purified it it was a process that they went through to be declared members of society to be able to go back that they had been cleansed of their leprosy and and this can found be found in the book of Leviticus when one can actually read an entire section that is dedicated uh, just to this. The effects of uh, even their homes and their places of, of, of residence uh, had to also be declared cleansed by the, by, the, by the priest. And one of the things that we have to remember, it was the priests themselves that had made the declaration that they were unclean. When you go through the Old Testament, uh, the book of Leviticus, the process, it was the priest that said, you are unclean. You you can no longer be part of. So so now you are basically to live outside the camp or you're outside of society. You cannot mingle. You cannot live. You cannot work. You cannot be part of the family uh, that you were before. So it, it was a very grievous thing. And of course, many times people can develop resentment. They can develop a hatred, an anger uh, towards God, a bitterness even towards a religious community or the religious community for having declared them to be sinners, having said that they are sinners and that they need to be cleansed before God. Now, it says in the book of 1 John, in chapter number 1, in verse 9, that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is the process that we find, even in the pattern of the tabernacle itself, that I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, I will enter into his courts with praise. Okay. That was the pattern that was set. I'm going to enter through his gate. But the scripture goes a little further. The very first thing that you're going to find and meet at the gate is the altar. That was where the sacrifices were burnt. That is where the sacrifices were done and taken place as far as the the animals were killed. Their blood was drained. Their blood was uh, poured at the bottom of the of the altar there and uh, the individual had to of course uh, put his hand upon the animal that was sacrificed and they had to uh, basically have a transference of he has made me his righteousness and he was made sin who you knew no sin or first uh, second Corinthians in chapter five verse twenty one. But then the next step as you go into that outer court is you find the brazen labor. At the brazen labor is where cleansing was done. That is where the priests themselves had to wash on a regular basis every single time when they were uh, administering. Uh, They would get dust on their feet. They would get blood on themselves. So there had to be a cleansing that was done on a daily basis because of being contaminated by, I'm going to call it spiritually, sin. So the cleansing was done. Now, they had to, the leprous men, they had to go before the priest who had declared them to be unclean. And have them examine them and declare them to be clean. It it, it was a religious ceremonial process that was part of the the entire thing that God had given them in the book of Leviticus. Well, as I said before, in the midst of all of that, you can have people's hearts affected by the pain and the hurt and the suffering that had taken place the moment that they were declared to be unclean. Now these men that had declared them unclean have to be the ones that they have to go before and be declared to be clean. But it's not just the cleansing that is going to be enough. Let's look quickly at the rest of the story. I know we're running out of time here, but it says, <clears throat> And one of them, it says, And when they, when he saw them, he said unto them, Go unto the priest.'" And show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass. As, that, as they went. They were cleansed. And one of them. When he saw. That he was healed. Turned back. With a loud voice. Glorified God. And fell down. On his face. At his feet giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Of course, we know the story of the good Samaritan also, being the only one that went and helped that individual that had been beat up and robbed. And Jesus answering and said, Were there not ten cleansed? but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger. And Jesus said unto him, Arise and go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Now we're introduced to another concept here. The individual that gave thanks unto God reached another level. He wasn't just cleansed. In other words, he wasn't just simply cleansed of his sin or or, uh, 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 or or we can say cleansed and healed of his disease but he was made whole the word whole there that is used in the in the Greek is the word that is often used throughout the New Testament It's the word soso SOzo which means to be delivered it means to be made whole it means to protect it means to preserve, to save, to be made well, to be made whole. The prayer of John in uh, Third John in, in verse number 2 is, is, I pray that your whole uh, spirit, your whole body, your whole soul, That's in Thessalonians also, in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 23. But he prays that that God would make you to prosper in spirit, in soul, and in body. Basically, that's what he's saying. And that's Paul's prayer also, that God would make you whole and holy. Uh, You have W-H-O-L-E and you have H-O-L-Y. To make you complete. So you have your spirit, your soul, your body, your mental faculties, your emotional faculties, your will. So it seems that one of them had a transformation above and beyond just the physical healing because he was able to go back and add to what Jesus had done, thanksgiving. Now consider that very carefully. Consider it food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.